this desire to not waste time and not mm-hmm. waste opportunities and not waste this life is honestly what drives me because yeah. I know what it feels like to not like life. Yeah. So I don't want to go back to that place. I really hope that you've subscribed to our podcast. We've got over a thousand five-star reviews. I'm genuinely so grateful for all the love and support. And I'm so excited to introduce to our next guest. Today's guest is none other than Lily Singh, aka Superwoman, the incredible YouTube phenomenon. Now, I've been a huge fan of hers for a very long time. She's got a super kind heart. She's incredibly motivated and hardworking. And on top of all of that, she's someone who really wants to have a deep impact in the world. The incredible thing about Lily is that despite her amazing success, she stays so grounded and so humble and so accessible. And she had so many refreshing insights about building the right community, finding the right friends, building meaningful relationships and I can't wait for you to hear her perspective. Of course, we all know her as a super hilarious, funny comedian and involved in so many incredible projects, but she's also such a huge change maker, having such an incredible impact through all of her work around girl power. Please welcome to the show my good friend and someone I can't wait for you to connect with, Lily Singh. I am so excited to be talking to you today. I can't believe it. My new book, Eight Rules of Love, is out and I cannot wait to share it with you. I am so, so excited for you to read this book, for you to listen to this book. I read the audiobook. If you haven't got it already, make sure you go to eightrulesoflove.com. It's dedicated to anyone who's trying to find, keep, or let go of love. So if you've got friends that are dating, broken up, or struggling with love, make sure you grab this book. And I'd love to invite you to come and see me for my global tour, Love Rules. Go to jshettytour.com to learn more information about tickets, VIP experiences, and more. I can't wait to see you this year. I am genuinely so excited and grateful to introduce this next guest to you. She's a multifaceted comedian, entertainer, and actress, and the founder of Girl Love. She's actually won pretty much every award I can think of. Sometimes I think she doesn't need an introduction, but I want to share a bit more about her. She's collaborated with everyone from The Rock to Bill Gates to Will Smith to Selena Gomez. The list goes on and on and on. She's launched her own book. She's launched her merchandise. She's launched an incredible show and now her production company. Her name is none other than Lily Singh, aka Superwoman. And beyond all these incredible achievements, she's someone that I've admired and watched from a distance for so very long, been a fan and a follower But she's so genuine, so down to earth, such an incredible energy to be around. And I can't wait for you to experience this amazing human. Lily, thank you for being here. How much did my publicist pay you to say all of those things? Uh, That wonderful. Quite a lot, quite a lot. Thank you. That's the best (laughs) intro ever. I'm so happy to be here. And the feeling is so mutual. Jay is phenomenal and I would be nowhere else than right here, right now with you. You're the sweetest. You're the sweetest. And I and I genuinely feel this, like when I was looking through your bio, when you mm-hmm. look at everything you've achieved, and I know you've worked incredibly hard for it, and I know it hasn't come freely, cheaply, or by luck. It's been so much hard work from your side. But I want to ask you, out of all your successes, all your achievements, mm-hmm. what's been the most meaningful thing for you? Ooh, that's a tough question. 
besides this moment right here sitting with you. <laughs> um, this, you know, I used to be embarrassed with this answer, but I've decided I'm now deciding I'm not embarrassed by this answer. This is my answer. Okay. My answer is collaborating with The Rock. That is honest. And I know that seems kind of like surface level no. basic, but I'll tell you why. When I was younger, he was my biggest inspiration. Like, I wish I could take you back to little Lily's bedroom with posters of The Rock all over. My first email address was The Rock 85 at Hotmail.com. <laughs> just obsessed on the announcements when they'd call my name in elementary school. They'd say Lily The Rock sing. Like, literally, it was an obsession. So they always say, don't meet your idols because they might not be who you want them to be. He is so incredible. And not only getting to work with him and meet him, but just having him as a mentor who kind of like guides me and gives me advice. It's been a dream come true to know that this person I looked up for so long is such a great human being. Yeah, so that and that's really important. To me. And that's the, I think that's a beautiful answer. I don't yeah. judge you for it at all. I think it's incredible when your 15 year old self would high five you for yeah, something, right? No, 100%. Like it's, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. that's amazing. And it's not only the vanity of like, he's so cool and famous and the rock and he's so hot. He's very hot. But it's also just like, oh, this person has proven to you that you can work really hard and be really successful, really rich, really famous, really nice. And I think mm -hmm. that's the greatest lesson you taught me is you can still be a good person, even yeah. if you have all those things. And you've built a real relationship with yes. him. Like that's the most special thing too. I feel like- Yeah, my goal just, is just yeah. to build enough of a relationship with him where in our next life we get married. So I'm really <laughs> trying to like pave that foundation. I love um, it. It yeah. seems to be going well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I feel good about it. I love it. <laughs> I used to be a huge rock fan too. I remember reading his used to autobiography. Be. He still is. Yeah, yeah. still is. Oh. I mean, like when I was 15, 16, I remember reading his autobiography mm -hmm. and just being blown away. Oh yeah, 100%. I had it too. I wrapped it in saran wrap. You did? Okay, mm -hmm. I didn't go that far. But I remember it being one of, it was one of the first books I actually read. Yeah. And, and it was just- Same actually. Yeah. And it was just, and I only read it because I was so into wrestling and I was like, oh wow, let me get this book. And it was just mind blowing. I couldn't yeah. believe it that there was so much- to someone that I just saw as a wrestler. Mm -hmm, 100%. Anyway, amazing. We love you, The Rock. Thank we you. love you. This is, yeah. this is why I'm here. Yeah, this is why. This podcast <laughs> is dedicated to The Rock. That's right. That's right. right. No, I love it. Awesome. No, and that's a great answer. Thank you, Thank you. for being no, so of honest. Course, it's of a course. great answer. And, and it is beautiful to see your childhood dreams come true mm -hmm. or dreams that's that you never thought. That's been the best thought. part of this whole journey. Truly, nothing fulfills me like when I can hear the little Lily inside me going, oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe you're doing that. I never want to be in the position of life where things don't excite me or make me nervous. People ask me all the time, like, are you still nervous before you go on stage? Or are you still nervous to shoot with this person or meet with this person? I hope for as long as possible, my answer can be yes. Because yeah. if it's not, then like, what's the point? I totally. want to be nervous and excited. Totally. Or like, there's the challenges of life disappear, you know? Yeah, I love that. I was so nervous when we came to film the collab over Christmas. No, with stop. I was with so me, nervous. Yeah, here. I was so nervous. I was like, I've loved you for so long. I've watched all your videos for so long. Like, you're a pro. Oh my God, And I was stop. just like, literally. Jay like, came to my house and literally did a hundred times better than me and was a hundred times more professional. That's what happened, truly. Not at all. But no, I believe in that as well. Like, even now when I'm speaking and mm -hmm. I've, keynoting has been probably the biggest part of my life for right. the last 13 years. And Every time I go on stage, like someone will say to me, are you nervous? I'm like, yes, I'm nervous. I totally get what you're that saying. That means you care. Absolutely. I never want to stop Absolutely. caring. If Absolutely. I'm not super nervous, that means I don't care about the outcome. And I always want to care about the outcome. I love that. Yeah. And, I, and I completely agree with you. Totally aligned. I wanted to go back a bit. We're the same bit. person. <laughs> Where I'm, I was a monk. You are a monk. Oh my, I'm not. <laughs> I am a monk. We're the same level of wokeness. Yeah. That's what I want, really want you to take away from this. Uh, yeah, I want everyone to talk that way <laughs> I agree. But Jay came to my house and did a B2K move. He kept doing this weird thing with his hands. I'm like, weird. Why do you keep doing this? Cool. And no, sorry, we went. He kept doing this cool thing with his hands. And I was like, what are you doing? Can you just do it again for a second? No, I can't, I can't do it with a mic in front of me. It's harder. It's an excuse. He can, he can, he can <laughs> no. do it. And then he's like, it's a B2K move. And I'm like, 
we're we're gonna we're best friends. Yeah, yeah. and the Simpsons and so many other yeah. things. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, anyway, but anyway, anyway. Yeah. Back to you. Back to you. I want to go back because I know you've talked about this. I've heard you talk mm-hmm. about it in different places. I think it's important for us to do this thing as we both share Asian parents. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about your relationship with your parents and how that has evolved over the years of seeing you start doing something mm-hmm. that was obviously not something that Asian parents wish their kids to do. Oh yeah, no, they were thrilled. Yeah, to now, <laughs> to now them being famous from it. Right. Right? Well, I mean, when I first told my, I always say, I'm very fortunate because when I first told my parents I want to make YouTube videos, they just didn't understand what I meant. You know, they were yeah. like, no, there's no way, you're not allowed. They didn't give me the typical answer of what will people think, which is generally what Asian people say. Sure. They were just confused. They're like, what do you mean? And I said, there's a site called YouTube. I'm making videos. Give me a year. They said, you have a year to try this out. If it doesn't work, we want you to go to graduate school, but you have a year. So that gave me a, a countdown to really just teach myself how to edit, teach myself how to use a camera. I, I have a degree in psych, so I didn't know how to do any of this stuff. Truly, I researched figured out how to edit on iMovie. Like I was made a tripod out of books, did all of the things. Fortunately, it went somewhere. And so my parents are very supportive now, today, because <laughs> it went somewhere. But I've always said my parents never said no to yeah. me doing this. And that's a really big deal because it's scary. Mm. You know, I always say parents just want to make sure you're going to be okay. Mm. You know, when I was younger, I was like, my parents just don't want me happy. That's why they say no. But no, when you grow up, you realize your parents just want you to be okay. They want mm. to know that uh, we came to this country. I want to make sure she's going to have a good living and be financially stable. And that's all they're concerned about, really. Yeah. And once they saw that I could be, they were like, okay, we can stop stressing out about this. Yeah, I love that. And we need more parents to be that way, I guess. Yeah. I love the idea of them just giving you a window. And I think it's, I th- honestly think it goes two ways, though. And I think this has come with age, like I said. Really putting yourself in your parents' shoes is something that I learned, especially when I moved to L.A. You know, I was the first person in my family to move to another country for work. It's not because I got married. It was for work. And so that was a really big deal, especially as an Indian woman, a huge, huge deal. And the more I had to, the more I grew up and the more I moved away from my family, I realized why they do the things they do, why they say the things they do, and why they think the way they think. And it's, they're from a different time and place. And they're honestly trying their best. And they've done a great job. So when every time we do have a little bit of friction, I have to remember that this is all very different from what you were used to. So I get why me making videos on the internet is scary. Like I have yeah. to accept that, you know? You're so woke. I try. See, here we go. This I is, try. as in what you're saying is so beautiful. There's, there's an amazing statement that I remember. I can't remember where it's from, but it's uh, the day you realize your parents are right. Your kids are telling you that you're wrong. No, right? 100%. And, it's and like, my mom always yeah. used to say that to me. Oh, She's like, really? Wait until you have kids, you're going to see. And, yeah. and now I have a dog, so I get it. Because sometimes <laughs> I'll be arguing with him and he's telling me things. And I'm like, oh my God, my mom was right about this. So I yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. No, but I love that refreshing perspective. I, I think you're spot on as well. Like I was very fortunate. My parents have always been extremely open mm-hmm. to every one of my decisions. Even right. when I talk about becoming a monk and then mm-hmm. people were like, well, your parents not just... And mm-hmm. I was like, actually, they weren't. Mm-hmm. They were just like, make sure you take care of your health and right. make sure you take care of yourself. Like, it was so much more open than you'd believe. Right. And you're right. When you grow up, you you start valuing that. No, 100%. So thank I, you for that lesson. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. oh, oh you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like dropping lessons here I now. Mean, and I think anytime I talk about my parents, I always, without a doubt, get people commenting, being like, well, my parents just don't get it. My mm-hmm. parents would never support it. And I don't want to sit here and pretend like I know everyone's parents or I know your situation. There very well may be a situation where the reality of the situation is maybe, yeah, sometimes the people closest to you can be toxic for your life. I'm very aware of that reality. But I do think it's worth that effort mm. and uh, that genuine effort to really get to understand why your parents are the way they are. I think it's it really helps you understand yourself as well. 
I love you know, that. I really do think that. So I I'm not that. encouraging anyone to be in a situation that's like toxic to them. But I just know when I recall from my teenage years, I used to write off things as toxic all the time. Be like, they just don't get it without actually even trying to understand. Mm. Put yourself in, your, in their shoes exactly. before exactly. you write it off. That's exactly. great advice. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I guess it's so much more healing and liberating too to do it that way right. around 100%. rather than just be like, everyone hates me. Exactly. Like, like my parents no. hate me. Like, exactly. Yeah. Whatever you say is true. I've always thought that you can build your universe. So if you say everyone hates me, then yeah, everyone hates you. Yeah. You know, that is what it is. So. How did you get so wise? You know, <laughs> Tumblr quotes. <laughs> no, I've had, I've had many opportunities in life to dive deep into my soul. So I think I've done that several times. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about some of that. Yeah. I think, dive into this. you know, the reason I started making YouTube videos in 2010 was because I was a very sad person. I was at the end of my university career. I was getting a psych degree. I didn't like what I was doing in school. My whole life, I was believed, like I was taught to, okay, you're going to go to university, then you're going to get out of university, you might go to graduate school, or you might get a job, then you'll get married, then you'll have kids. And I just couldn't grasp that very linear way of living. And so when I was at the end of my university career, I was like, oh, well, I'm not ready to do any of those things. And I actually have no idea what I want to do. And so I was in a very dark, just sad place. And so my career on YouTube was founded through me really digging inside myself and trying to find something that made me happy. Mm. So the only reason I made YouTube videos was because it made me happy, not because of views or money. That wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. That was a thing. It was literally to make myself happy. Yeah. So. And when I look at you and and you can see that, it's like, what's kept you going that long? Because that's the beauty of it, Mm -hmm. right? Like then you did it to make you happy. Mm -hmm. And I know that that's still a big part of your life today. Right. But like what I admire about you the most is like, you're still doing it. And that's harder. Yeah. I think, you know, I've really analyzed (laughs) what it is. Yeah. Because if I'm being really honest, too much of anything isn't good. Mm. I've honestly learned that. Mm. I loved making YouTube videos. I still do. But then I got to a point in my life where I made so many and it became such a business and such Mm. an overbearing job where I was like, it's not as fun and I'm not enjoying it as much. And I think that happens to everyone when your passion and your job kind of collide like that. Mm. But... I forgot where I was going because I instantly got stressed. I was like, oh my God, my life is in shambles. <laughs> but I think what it is is that why I've kept going for so long is I'm really obsessed with the idea of growth. Mm. It's always been a thing. I really like challenging myself. I like growing. And so now that I've, you know, I did the iMovie thing. Now my life is kind of like, can I build a team? Mm. And you know how passionate I am about my team as well. This, can I build a business now? Can I now increase my social good efforts? It's always about just growing in some capacity. So I really think that, this desire to not waste time and not mm. waste opportunities and not waste this life is honestly what drives me. Because yeah. I know what it feels like to not like life. Yeah. So I don't want to go back to that place. I think is what yeah. drives me. That's awesome. No, it's so true. If you're not moving forward, you have to move mm. backwards. Yeah. So it's exactly. that kind of experience of like... Look, look, what he you, said. <coughs> what you said is my answer. <laughs> you gave a much better answer. <laughs> I love your answers. Your answers are amazing. Uh, thank, like, you. thank you. It's, it's, it's amazing because it's, it's honest. Like when I'm hearing you... It's, it's great to hear a creator say, I stopped loving creating mm-hmm. and so I shifted. Like, it's amazing here. You being that vulnerable and honest and open, and we are going to get into that about, mm-hmm. you know, the recent break you took from YouTube and everything. Right. Like, for me, I fell in love with you more when you said that. Like, I was just like, that's so special for someone to say that. Like, even, even me sometimes, like, when I'm saying no to things that I say mm-hmm. no to now, for before I say no, I have to just say, wait a minute, I would have died to get this opportunity one day. And I have to just be grateful Mm -hmm. before I say no, because it's like, if I just say no and I'm like, oh yeah, now, now it doesn't matter. It's like, you're losing that part of your life that one, once upon a time, this is what you wanted, right? Right. And it's such human nature. Yeah. I feel like so much of my job is recognizing human nature and then (laughs) developing habits that literally go against it. Mm. That's a prime example. 
same with me. There's so many opportunities that come my way where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. Or I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to travel to this place where before I would be like dying. The first person that ever hired me internationally was actually London. First place that ever hired me internationally. I was over the moon that someone would want me to travel. And now I hear myself being like, oh my God, a trip to some beautiful place. That sounds exhausting. So I had to like stop myself to be like, whoa, you're being ungrateful. You need to put yourself back, get a gain a healthy perspective because human nature does allow us to get used to everything. You'll yeah. get used to everything. You take a hundred <clears throat> trips to a vacation destination, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm sick of it. Exactly. Something you would have really died to do before. So I really think a lot of my job is just checking myself in those moments and being like, don't do this. Don't go to this natural pattern of just becoming ungrateful. Yeah. And for anyone listening and watching right now, that's an awesome tip. Like that's an awesome tip, awesome insight mm-hmm. of just whenever you catch yourself getting used to something, familiar to something, a person, a place, mm-hmm. something happening in your life, whatever it may be, just catch yourself. Yeah. And just switch catching it. Catching yourself is half the battle. Mm. No one's perfect, but catching yourself, that's that's where the real honesty comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you were talking about social good and mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about that for a bit because- and, and you've got to remember, like, for me, this is an interesting interview because even though we only met last year, for me, it's like, yeah, I've been watching you for so long. Yeah. So it's, it's a very... This for, is the best. For me, it's, 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 that's an interesting point because I've been, kind of been watching from a big distance. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't know any... We didn't have right. any friends in common. Right. We haven't known each other. And, and I just I was like, wow, like, she's using what she's doing for social good. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that. I was like, wow, like, you're using your platform for a higher purpose when you don't have to, whether it's girl love, whether it's UNICEF, mm-hmm. like, all the amazing work you've done. Tell me where that started. Like, where did that come about in the mm-hmm. whole Lily Singh journey and world? And, and how did it become such an integral part? Yeah, you know, I, when I first started to realize that people were calling me their role models, I remember I sat down with myself and I was like, interesting. People are calling me their role model. I don't, how do I feel about this? And I made a rule for myself that was, you will never do anything that's not genuine to be perceived as a role model. That was a very big rule for my sanity. I was like, you can't, mm-hmm. your job is so 24 seven. You can't start being like, I believe in this, this, this to be a role model if you actually don't. So my rule has always been to be myself. Having said that, when I garnered such a large audience and I understood that I had an influence, I was like, well, I have the opportunity to also do something positive with this. And I feel in my heart that if I don't do something positive with it, it's just a wasted opportunity. Now add that with the grudge on my shoulder from being an Indian woman. (laughs) And you have this really large (laughs) desire to help issues around gender equality. I think that's where my heart lies the most. A lot of my work is around girls being able to go to school and girls having equal Mm -hmm. rights in parts of the world and access to healthcare and all that stuff. That comes from the fact that, you know, when I was born, a lot of people were unhappy with having an Indian girl, especially because I have an older sister. So we're a family of two sisters. And so many people were so sad at my birth, literally. Mm. Um, and so I've had that grudge on my shoulder. And I know that quite transparent. Like I can say that very honestly. My whole life has kind of been a little bit of a, I'm going to prove you wrong. And I'm going to. And I always say, don't work hard to prove people wrong. Prove your lovers right. Instead, yeah. I always believe in that. Having said that, there's still a lot of people suffering because girls are born. And, and so I, I do feel a strong passion in my heart to do something with the following I have. Mm. You know, I yeah. think that's the, the greatest. When you go back to one of my greatest achievements, the one that's not as shiny as The Rock is actually when I announced my world tour. The first one, a trip to Unicorn Island. I made sure I did it in India first. That was important for me to announce it in India, my parents' motherland. And I went to Punjab to visit my dad's dad. Um, my grandfather, and he greeted me with like flower gardens. And he said something to me where I was like, whoa, probably met him like three times in my life, maybe. And he goes, you know, 
I was wrong. You are the girl, the person and a girl in our family who has had the most success. Of ever. And that was like a huge statement for him to make because I remember what it was like for my mom when I was born. And so, well, wow. I don't remember what she told me. But yeah, so that was a really big achievement for me. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. And I, it was also, I like felt it for my mom. My mom was like, damn straight. You know? <laughs> you know? And yeah. so like, I have that force where my mom like was like, no, I have a second daughter and like, she's going to be awesome. And she believed in me and... I just hope I've done justice to that. <laughs> I think you've done so much more. I think it's amazing to see someone defy cultural mm-hmm. traditions and someone who's, especially, see, I didn't realize that it was that, like somewhat closed off mm-hmm. when you were born as well around the belief right. of having a girl, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You've like blown that No, but even, even me, like, I, I, you know, I was just working on writing a script and that's when I really like dived into my childhood and I was like, well, wow, I had my wedding entrance song picked out <laughs> before I knew what I wanted to do in life. Yeah. Like, that's not who I am today. But as a young girl, that was true. And it, sure. it just goes to show how much it was bedded in my mind that my optimal achievement would be getting married. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. and so I just don't want to continue that pattern. So whatever I can do with my following to teach young girls that you can get married. That's great. Congratulations. That's fine. But that doesn't have to be your defining, defining moment. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that's important. I agree. Tell me about some of the stories of the girls you've worked with and amazing things that have happened or. Oh my God. Yeah. I've, you know what? Every time I meet a young girl, so I've had the opportunity to go to so many parts of Africa, specifically in South Africa, so many parts of India. And I meet these young girls and they tell me these stories. And I'm like, Whoa, look, you are way more <laughs> powerful and cool than I will ever be truly. Cause they do yeah. some like, Awesome, awesome stuff. I just met a girl recently um, who talked about the fact that in the community she lived in in South Africa, they didn't have a certain program in her school. And so she walked to whoever was in charge of this. I mean, forgive my lack of terminology of whoever was in charge of whatever that school board was like 17 hours to go there. And then when she went there, they're like, yeah, we'll look into this case and we'll get back to you. And they never did. So she walked back of like. There's girls doing amazing things in the world that I'm just blown away by. And it's even more inspiring to me when I hear these stories. So I think if all of you had opportunities that we all have, like think about the the space the world would be in right now. Yeah. All of these amazing people that don't have the resources and don't have the opportunity. It's just they need it. The world would think about how many cures we would have, how many more inventions we would have, how many solutions we would have if all those people with brilliant ideas were empowered with resources. Especially because they've seen pain so firsthand. Oh no, 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. That's a beautiful point. And, and that's, it's great that you're using your voice and platform and that they're getting a voice from it too. Yeah, that's honestly what I want to do. It's not even about like girl love being Lily is the champ. It's yeah. the people who have the really good ideas. I want to just lift their voices because I have the platform to do it. It's not about yeah. my ideas. It's not about my beliefs. It's not about me. It's really about just lifting the voices that don't have a platform. Absolutely. Yeah, I, was, I interviewed one girl recently who actually doesn't even know her actual age because she ex- escaped mm-hmm. from a child slavery like space. Wow. And we, I interviewed her on the podcast and I was just like blown away, like, you know, being put into mm-hmm. that terrible position and from day one, not knowing your age, like never knowing who your real family are, like not even having people to trust yeah. and actually not even knowing that you're in a bad space and then running away, you know. Yeah, being that's able to run real. Away. Not yeah. even knowing you're in a bad space. Yeah. As in not even knowing that that's bad because that has become your normality. Right. Right. It's crazy. But yeah, thank you for everything you're doing though. I, and, I mean, and, it's a, it's <clears throat> truly a team effort. It's truly, it's, it's not only myself and my team, but it is very much so my following as well, yeah. because I know that there's so many fan bases online that 
really want entertainment, really want to laugh. My audience is like that, but they really care as well. Yeah. They really, anytime I do a campaign, whether it's a girl lover with UNICEF or with we, they are really behind it. And so mm. my following is a lot to thank as well. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having, attracting such thank an amazing you. following. Super, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So I want to. And also my posture is horrible. <laughs> so if you're watching this, I apologize. <laughs> Lily's, Lily's being comfortable. I mean, comfortable. Herself. I have horrible posture. Yeah. Can you help me fix that? What do you want to do? Is there a way to meditate we my can. posture? We okay, can. Cool. We can talk about okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. We'll bring that in okay. yeah. I'm going to try it. You have great posture. Do I? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I think it's all the ballet I did as a kid. Did you really? No. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was, my, my mom tried to get me into it at one point. I feel like, like you'd be really great at that for some Thanks. reason. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd be that good at it. Next video idea, Next guys. Video. Come below. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to talk to you about this, you know, recent announcement that you made mm-hmm. around taking a break from YouTube. Fine. I'm going to take an anxious gulp of my drink. Do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. I, I, when I saw you do that, and I think I reached out to you and you did it, I was like, I thought yes, it was extremely did. brave. I thought it was super sincere. It was really genuine. And I, and I looked and I was just like, again, you just being a real model, like, you know, being someone that people can look up to, to be able to do that. I, I can't imagine how hard that is to do. Like, it's, it's so tough to be able to do that. And, and I want to acknowledge that. Yeah, and thank wanna, you. And thank I you. It was. Yeah, that. it, yeah, it was. so tough to just turn around and tell everyone that you're doing this for that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm taking a break because I want to make content with better quality and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm really excited about it. like Ed, the way you explained it. I was just like, this is so real. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, we live in such a like, clickbait world mm-hmm. of like people can say anything on social to get clicks and mm-hmm. it's like when I watched that I was like wow this she's being so real thank you for like, saying that like it was that. just so real and I, and I really want to acknowledge that and recognize that thank you I appreciate that it yeah. was really difficult you know especially it was really difficult because of the obstacles and reasons I created in my own mind mm-hmm. I my whole brand is hustle harder productivity every day do as many things as you can. And I believe, I believe in working really hard. So for me to then turn around and be like, I'm going to take a break and not work hard was very difficult, not just from a public standpoint, but for even me, because there was a voice inside me that was like, is this because you're lazy Mm. or is this because you're making excuses? And I had to really learn, as I talked to you earlier, the word balance. I had to understand. I think it really hit me hard before that break was I'm not being the best version of myself because I haven't given myself that little bit of balance I need. And so actually, if I want to hustle harder, I need to take this break. That was the biggest moment of clarity for me. And so it was really tough for myself. My fans are super supportive. Um, But in that break, it was about a month. It wasn't a super long break. But in that month, what I allowed myself to do was think. And I know that sounds very, can't you think anytime? But the answer was no, because my life was so... Work, 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 come home, work, be so tired, go to sleep without addressing any of the cloudiness I had in my brain. There were so many days where I got home and I was like, this thing is really on my mind, but okay, I'll, I'll deal with it later because I have to do this email. I'll, I'll deal with it later. I have to write the script. And so there's so many of those, I'll deal with it later that I never dealt with it later. Yeah. Um, and so really during my break, I just sat and I thought and I cleared some stuff in my brain and I started writing things in my journal. And I came to the conclusion that, yeah, I could be happier if I took more time to create the art I'm so passionate about. And I've made a whole bunch of changes in my life that were prompted from that one month break that I'm very happy about. Tell me some of the personal lessons that you garnered in that month of things you wanted to change. Uh, Yeah, I, you know, so funny when people, this is interesting when people, you probably do this all the time. When people tell you about their problems, you give such a good answer, but you don't apply it to yourself all the time. 100%, all the time. So people will tell me about like fatigue and I'll be like, it's okay. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to be balanced. Like it's okay to re-energize. It's the best part of hustling. Never did it. Yeah. Never took time for anything to do. I got my nails done during the break and I was like, I am such a well-balanced, 
silenced human being right now. I tweeted about it four times I while I was getting my nails done, ruined my nails. It was a whole thing. But I think um, the life lesson I learned was it does not mean you're being unproductive if you're taking a break. Mm. It actually helps to be more productive. So mm. that is something I've learned. Um, I've also learned that if you, d- I, I'm big on loving yourself. I always teach my audience that the most, the most difficult thing you can learn to do in life is love yourself, but it's the most important. Um, loving yourself also means it's okay to ask for help and say you're not okay. So that was a big thing. I, I tweeted wow. all about finding a therapist and all that stuff. Where before, it's not that I thought it was wrong, but I think, you know, we grew up in a culture where it's a little taboo. 100%. You know what I mean? You hear a lot of older Asian people being like, when we were younger, we nothing was ever wrong with us and we didn't need to. Yeah. So I think learning that was was a big deal during my break. And also just like putting priority into my relationships mm. was something I really, and that's something I say and joke about in my videos all the time. Like, ha ha ha, I'm single, ha ha, I never have friends. But <laughs> that's so sad. <laughs> ah, I have no friends, ha ah, funny. Um, but I think in that break, I also learned that that takes effort. Mm. And if I'm really honest, I am constantly surrounded by people I pay to be near me. And so it's also a reality of like, you need to foster relationships with people you also do not pay to be around you. Your Mm -hmm. family, my siblings, my friends back home. And you need to know that they don't work for you. So when they say, Lily, shut up, we're not doing what you want to do. Like, that's what friendship actually is. You know what I mean? And so I had to really work on that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also cooked a few more times. Oh, wow. Yeah. These are real life lessons. Yeah. These are amazing. Thanks. And and this and and you're so right. We're all so great at advising everyone else. hundred percent. We're all so great at people it. People ask me for advice all the time, and I'm like, okay, here's what you do. But literally, <laughs> sometimes yeah. my life is in shambles. Truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. relate. I can relate. It's so it's so true. It mm-hmm. happens all the time. And I think just the fact that you were brave enough to do that to take that time out, mm-hmm. it's a it's a great lesson for everyone else out there who needs to do the same. Thanks. I just started this year without not doing any work in January at mm-hmm. all, which everyone was like, how can you not work in January? Like that's like the year where you got to get going. Right. And I was like, yeah, because I needed to go and I needed to meditate and I needed to reflect mm-hmm. and I needed to just go and have space. And I, and I felt it just coming back. I was like, oh my God, I've got so much more space to be creative, right. creative now. And so many more ideas are coming to me and all the rest of it. And like you said, like it's, it's not a substitute. It's not like you're being lazy. Right. You actually come get to come back to do better. You do know more. what though, Jay, I have to tell you, I don't read all of the comments I get. Mm. One, because there's a lot and two, because my sanity. But I did see a comment when I said this. I was like, oh, being, taking a break makes you more productive. And then someone wrote a comment and it really like made me think. And their comment was, that's a really privileged thing to say because yeah. people can't take breaks. And it made me think, and I was like, <clears throat> I totally understand this perspective. And so I think, you know, for the people listening or watching this, if you are, because it is true, we're privileged sitting here like, oh, we got to take a month off work and cool. But I think it's also just about if you can't take a month off work, even just taking some more space for your mind 100%. is what I'm trying to get at. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Where I came back to work and it's not like, I'm, I'm much happier now because after work, I take time to myself and I'm making decisions that make me happier. So I, I thought that was a really brave comment to make. Of course, my initial reaction was like, hater, but then I was like, no, let me actually think about this. And that's really true. Like yeah. if you're not in the position to be like, oh, let me go away for a month or let me take a break from work. I still think there's little ways you can balance your life and make yourself a priority. There we go. Yeah. I love it. No, you're yeah. so right. Thank you for grounding that. Actually. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of putting it. And you're right. And, and that's the truth of it. Like whether it's one 
hour, mm-hmm. whether it's one day a week, one hour a week, whatever it is, one day it a month. Be have, it it could be as simple yeah. as having a conversation with someone that you've totally. been having tension with. Yeah. You know, it could be as simple as calling someone you haven't talked to in a long time and mm-hmm. like grounding yourself with an old friend. It could be very, very simple. It's just making time for those little actions, I think. 100%. Mm-hmm. I love that advice. I sound so smart. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez. Good, I, good job. I wasn't expecting any less. Oh, yeah, this is like, no, but it's great. It's, this is what happens. And for everyone listening and watching, this is what happens when you do the work. Like when you're actually taking a break, when you're actually thinking about this mm-hmm. stuff, when you're being honest with yourself, mm-hmm. the natural. It's honestly, if I had to pick what it's being honest with yourself. It yeah. really is. And I think I learned that the hardest with Girl Love. Mm. You know, Girl Love, for those of you that don't know, is my social good campaign. That's women supporting women. It was such a hard, it was such a just hard journey for me because I myself have caught myself various times competing with other mm-hmm. girls. I think it's natural. Like all of us have this thing inside of us every once in a while. So for me now, being like, girl love, I'm all about girl love, I'm wearing the pin right now. But then inside being like, oh, this girl is like, I had to check myself so hard wow. and really learn how to be honest, especially because I was pegged as like, the girl on YouTube, you know, the colored girl on YouTube. And I had to believe truly, and I do believe now that it's not about being number one. It's not about, it's about how many more girls can now do this because I've done it. Yeah, You know what I mean? And so girl love has taught me to like really in the most honest way, check yourself. And yeah. I think that's what self-care is. I think that's what self-love is. It's about looking those nasty habits and thoughts and beliefs you have right in the eye and being like, I don't hate you for having this, but we're going to work on this, yeah. you know? And it's the hardest, but the best work. Mm-hmm. It is the hardest thing to do. Yeah, 100%. It's the toughest thing to do. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how did you do it in a way that it didn't bring you down? Like, how did you look at those negative things and then not start judging yourself and beating yourself up about it and take yourself down rather than use it as a way to lift yourself up? How did you do that? I think I did it through, quite simply, changing it. I mm. think once you identify the parts of yourself you want to improve, you then have a choice to say, okay, I'm going to continue to ignore this or I'm going to make positive change. So I, I'm a very pragmatic person. Yeah. I believe everything can be like scientifically it can. to-do list broken down every part of me. Like you should see me when I'm doing my reflection, I'm like to do, to reflect on. I'm like very like that. So when I recognize these things, I actually like write them down. Yeah. Like this is a habit you have. This is a thought you have. Now, what are you going to do to change this? Step one, two, and three. And then when I go back, if I haven't done step one, two, and three, I know who to blame. I know what the issue is. There's no mystery there. It's laid out right in front of me. And so when it came to girl love specifically, when I thought, okay, you are jealous of this situation. You don't feel adequate. You're comparing yourself to these girls. I made actions one, two, and three. One was reach out to the girl. You're going to have a conversation with this girl. Two would be find out why you feel this way and address that. So there was very like pragmatic steps on how to, that's me as a person though. I, love I sound that. like a crazy person. No, you don't. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you right now. When so when we were monks, we we had to do a similar process in really? the sense of like getting over. So we would identify what was wrong with us. Mm-hmm. So things like ego, pride, mm-hmm. envy, lust, greed, anger, like mm-hmm. the, the common things that we all Wait, deal greed with. Greed is bad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, sorry. You got to go to monk school to recognize that one. <laughs> but we literally would write down our internal default dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. what do we say to ourselves when we feel envy, for example? Right. So like, oh, why does he have that? Or mm-hmm. she has that better than me. So we'd write down exactly what we say, mm-hmm. and then we'd have to replace it with a new, fresh internal dialogue. 
So we actually wow. had to write out what we wanted to think. So same as your three action points. Yeah. Like, what do I want to think when I actually feel envy? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I want to choose to think? What do I want to select to think? That's so great. So it's the same thing. That's so great. No, it's exactly, it's exactly the same thing and it works. I'm and it's just a natural monk. You are. There we go. Oh we just God. keep coming back <laughs> to this realization. That the That's wrong, beautiful. That yeah. is really awesome. Yeah. But I love that because... I feel so often when we talk about self-love and self-care and really analyzing yourself internally, people think it is very abstract mm. and they don't know where to start. Mm. And I've, I know I felt like that. Like, I don't know where to start. How do I fix this? How do I even address this stuff? I think that's why my default is to go pragmatic is mm. because it feels a little more um, able to control in that way, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's good. I think if you're not pragmatic, mm-hmm. you then don't know what the source of the problem right. is. Like you don't know what exactly. to look at. If you don't look at a process, like you yeah, don't know what to change. It's kind of like a blanket solution. It's like, I feel envy. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try to be a better person. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? You know exactly. what I mean? It's like, you gotta really get, in my book, I call it send the GPS deep. Nice. Yeah, I call, call this, I believe we have like many layers in us. When you get to the real layer of like why you do something the way you do, you have to address it like that. Yeah. And so I just feel like being pragmatic helps with that. Instead of just being, be better. Be a better person. Yeah, I, be I just, positive. I dislike quotes like that. You know, yeah. like, just just try, try, believe. Yeah. I'm like, no, me believing is not going to help these Definitely. effed up issues I have down here. <laughs> I've believed enough, okay? Definitely. I have danced like no one's watching enough. They're not fixing the problems. Definitely. Yeah. I'm glad I don't post quotes like that. Just yeah. putting it out. No, your right? quotes are great, no. actually. <laughs> Jay's quotes are great. No, I'm just putting it out. No, I agree with you. They're I, also and- formatted so nicely. Thank <laughs> you. But that's that's also the part of self-development and, and me being in that world. Mm-hmm. That was one of my biggest issues with it. And mm-hmm. when I came into it, it was just like, I wanted to get away from saying things mm-hmm. that are easy to say right? and they sound good. Mm-hmm. But if, if you give that to someone, it's like, well, they're like, well, how do, it's like showing someone a picture of an amazing cake right. exactly. and say, bake it from this picture. Exactly. No. Right. And it's like, you can't, you need the recipe. So you're giving people recipes. Yeah. That's hundred yeah. percent always my issue. And especially in LA, I feel like every time I'm on a red carpet, people go, so how are you excited to be here? And I'm always like, yeah. And I'm always like, one day I just want to be like, no, you know what? You know what I, mean? I feel like I don't, I just genuinely dislike answers that have no substance or, yes. or, or ideas that have no substance. I feel like that's, I feel like a lot of the quotes you see online do that. They have this yeah. like shiny platter, no substance, and you don't know how to apply it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for giving the real trips. Be as pragmatic in this as you like. Oh, I'm going if you to. want to give steps, you want to give tips, do it. Here's like, my 99 my, step yeah, guidebook. My audience loves that. Like <laughs> everyone who's watching and listening will will love for you to be as hack like as No, possible. honestly, yeah. I mean, if they have you leading them, then there's really nothing more I can provide. That's I not promise true. you, I promise you. I genuinely don't believe that. Okay. Like genuinely, others I won't be sitting here talking to you. Okay. Tell me about some other hacks and hit trips and habits that you have daily, weekly, monthly, anything cool, that you do. to help me in my life. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. This is, this is again, very pragmatic. I think I'm a nerd. Okay. Damn. Okay. So I'm a big believer in removing as many obstacles as my day as in my day as possible to be as optimal as possible. Mm. Right. And so I, every time throughout my day, something goes even mildly wrong. I write it down on my phone. Ooh. I have a little note and it can be like really simple. It can be like, I'm driving in my car. My lips are chapped. I don't have chapstick. I'm annoyed. Like it can be really, <laughs> really small or it could be like really, really big. And then I actually dedicate time before I go to bed to solve those problems for tomorrow. And so my goal is every day to have as little friction that I can control as possible because I know there will be so many obstacles I can't control that will come my way. So whatever I can control will be controlled. And whatever I can't, I'll be prepped. 
that, that, that's that is amazing. Small. Yeah, I love that. Super one. small thing. So you'll notice, like I have obsessively have chapstick everywhere <laughs> in my car, in my desk. Um, phone charger is another thing. I have them everywhere Me all too. the time. So I think it's just about understanding you can't control things, but things you can control to do. I yeah. guess yeah. Uh, so that's one. Another one. I like is, that one a lot. Mm-hmm, thank you. Another mm-hmm. one is. Okay, this is this is what I believe, and I'm not admittedly not the best at putting it into practice. I'll admit it's it is a quote actually. I don't know who said it, but it's say what you mean, don't say it mean. Mm. I'm a big believer in speaking in straight lines, so there's very little room for assumption, but not being mean. Mm. So I struggled with this because I I really dislike confrontation, um, and so when I have to tell someone something like you didn't do this or I didn't like when you did this, I'm I'm honestly like okay, let me rehearse this. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do here, and so I find myself like really beating around the bush. So what I've been trying to work at is just saying what I want to say, but that does, and in my mind that equals being mean, but it, it doesn't. Yeah, It's really just talking to someone with respect still, but loving yourself enough to say what actually bothered you. Yeah. So I'm working on that still, but that's, that's an important one. Say what you mean, don't say it mean. That's a great piece of it. Yeah. I think com- our, oh, our common friend, Humble, is yes. someone actually that, if you guys don't know Humble the Poet, he's super dope. But I feel like I communicate the best out of everyone in the world with Humble oh, wow. because we speak in very straight lines yeah. and neither of us, ever get offended it's Amazing. like i didn't like when you did this yeah <laughs> please don't do it x y and z and he's like i understand i will not and it's like done and i'm like <laughs> wow that's like really great i just yeah. can't seem to do it with other people i don't know what it is mm. wow yeah. yeah no i I think conflict resolution or mm-hmm. like managing conflict or difficult situations is probably one of the skills that everyone avoids learning no, as well 100%. because it's just so awkward or yeah. it can feel awkward mm-hmm. and it's like my feelings and their feelings mm-hmm. and everything so mm-hmm. I think that's a great piece of advice yeah. I think a lot of people benefit from that yeah I'm still working on it it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a get, hard thing but say what you mean don't say it mean I try to yeah. I try to say that in my mind before every little bit of confrontation also some things that I consider confrontation that really are not I'm yeah. like it's okay if you want extra guac they're not gonna care yeah. <laughs> just get the extra guac I'm like so, I'm so so it's a Canadian too I'm so sorry do you mind putting, can I pay you to put extra guac? I'm like, this makes no sense. Why do I think that's confrontation? I'm a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, I think that's the thing that we all commonly share. Yeah. I used to do this weird thing where I'd say something really like straight to someone and then I'd follow it up with someone saying something really Oh no, nice. LOL. You know, that yeah. LOL yeah. has honestly destroyed yeah. my ability to confront people or emojis. Cause I'd yeah. be like, I really didn't like when you did this. LOL. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> Where really I shouldn't be doing that. That's my yeah. like buffer. That's totally like same. I, yeah, I used to do that all the time. I think I still do that sometimes. Oh my goodness. If I say something that I really mean and then I'm like trying to trying to cover or it. Or for up. me it's like X, you know, X, uh, the, yeah. the little kiss. There's yeah. like so X. Just want to say X. There's yeah. like a whole bunch of I'm like, stop doing this. Just say what you want. Yeah, my sister is literally laughing at me right now because I probably have done this for multiple times. Yeah. But I'm just so like, I don't know. I just am so scared of being mean. Yes. But I have to understand that it's not, it's it's a, like, it's not saying what you mean. With, it's possible to say without being mean. Yeah. And it's beautiful when, like what you're saying about between you and humble, like having a relationship where you can have that. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd want to encourage any anyone listening to this with their friends, et cetera, mm-hmm. like build that relationship up where you can give each other regular right. feedback, right? Yes. Build exactly. that relationship where you can be honest with each other. Because wouldn't you want that? And like, I know totally. all these things, but it's hard to put it into practice. But wouldn't you want a friend that like, hey, no one else is telling you about this whack mother ever behavior you have. So let me, you know what I mean? 100%. I feel like I would want that. And so yeah. it really makes no sense logically why I wouldn't do that for somebody. But I just, it's hard. Yeah. No, I definitely want that. And that's one of the questions I wanted to ask you actually is like, how have you managed to continue to, and you mentioned it earlier, but to continue to keep and build meaningful relationships as your success has grown, Mm -hmm. as your 
business has grown, like how is that, how are you making a priority in that? Mm-hmm. And, how, and how hard is that? Yeah, that's easy answer. I don't. Yeah, yeah and it's hard. <laughs> it's yeah. really difficult. I, you know, I always say, I, I think I gave a percentage earlier and now I'm changing it. 99% of my job is psychological. 1% is actual work. I always say that because once I started to get, garner a certain level of success, my, you know, my Facebook inbox was full of so many old friends that are now really proud of me. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you relate as well. It's a lot of your closest friends messaging you because they need something mm. or they want something. And so I've had to really look at that and decide how I want to perceive that. And for mm. a long time, it was not positively. It was, I got a little bitter. I was like, oh, well, no, you're, you're not my friend. You're actually sure. just someone that wants something, right? Yeah. But I've had to adjust my mentality to now think, well, don't you want to be in the position to help people? You know, it's okay to love yourself enough to be like, hey, I have to respectfully say no because I, I'm not able to do this. But sure. just how I perceive it had to change. For my own sanity, it had to change. So now I, I try to think of things of like, well, why else would you want to have a success if you can't help all these people? You, you should think of it like that. You should want to help these people. So see it as a positive. Don't see it as something that sucks your soul out. See it as a positive. And so I've had to really work on that. Trust is still a really hard thing. You know, people ask me all the time, when you meet someone new or like, how do you date? Doesn't it feel like people just want to talk to you because you're super? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Sometimes, yes, it's true. Someone will talk to me. And then very quickly make it transparent that it's because I'm Superwoman, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's been a it's been a delicate dance of mm-hmm. figuring it all out. But I am just now choosing to live my life, believing and giving everyone the benefit of the doubt of being wow. like, you know what? It's okay if you're talking to me because I'm Superwoman because I am proud of Superwoman. I'm proud of Lily. I'm proud of what I've built, and I should want to talk about it, and it's fine. That's the only way, and that might sound weird or unhealthy, but that's the only way to really live my life without being completely bitter all the time. That's thinking so negatively, awesome. You know? That is such a brilliant answer. That's amazing. I don't know like, someone watching this is going to be like, girl, you stupid because <laughs> you're going to get used. And I know that, like, trust me, I'm well aware that there will be people that talk to me and have an ulterior motive. But, but what's the alternative to yeah. then not talk to no, anyone yeah. or to not, you know what I mean? I'd rather just give people the benefit of the doubt. Well, I loved what you said specifically about the other option for you is to live in bitterness. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just being bitter. Mm-hmm. Like it's just being like, oh, everyone wants something for me. So I'm not going to talk to anyone. Right. And that option is so toxic yes. for you. And I, I did that. Yeah. You know, I'm such an outgoing person. I've always been very extroverted. And I found myself last year suddenly not wanting to go to social settings as much, saying no to invites all the time because I felt just exhausted being around people. That's fair. You know, I was just like, no, everyone I go is going to be bugging me about something. And so I changed my mentality to be like, and then so what? Go mm. to these events, ask other people about their lives and let them ask you about your life. It's okay. It's only exhausting and soul sucking because you're defining it to be that way. Yeah. Like this me being in the public eye is not changing. I mm. can't reverse it. I can't stop it. You know, I could start making videos today and still... There's going to be people coming up to me years from now being like, hey, I love you. You know what I mean? I can't reverse it. So I have to make an active choice to define it as something else. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. And I think protecting your energy is important. Mm-hmm. I do think that too. Yeah. Like what no, you're saying course, spot on. Like, yeah. No, and I know you know this. I'm mm-hmm. just throwing out for anyone who's listening. It's just like that protecting your energy is so important too. Right. Like not going everywhere mm-hmm. you think you have to be, et cetera, which I know you already know. Right. But that's, that's an important part of it too, because it can be exhausting mm-hmm. to just turn up and have to be someone and right. all the rest of it. So. And then I've told myself, if you do have to go somewhere or if you want to go somewhere, don't define it as being soul-sucking. Yeah. It's fine. 
Yes, exactly. And so I found myself when I go out to places now, I actually like just find people and really get into their stories. Yeah. And I like leave with many more friends, mostly because I've like had like seven or 14 drinks, but <laughs> it's also because I like people and I want to get to know them. So, you know. I love it. This mm. is, this is, yeah, you're amazing. I, I love how when I'm listening to you, all I can think of is you're such an introspective soul. Like you're like, you've like literally like gone over things, which I think are really tough. And when I'm hearing you, the only energy I'm sensing from it is that it's real. Like it's, it's like, you've just, yeah, it's, it's real work. It's amazing. It's definitely been a work in progress. I was not always like this. I did not, I was not always introspective like that. And I think that's the biggest silver lining of any heartache I've had in my life. People are always like, what are you most thankful for? And I'm like, ah, being depressed. Because literally it's given me so much silver lining of just how to, how to befriend my mind and yeah. how, why I think the way I think I had to be in a really bad place to do those things. And so, yeah, I wasn't always like this, but I tried to make something out of bad times, I guess. It's amazing. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, you said 2019 was the year you wanted to take more risks. Mm-hmm. Tell me about some of the risks. Yeah. When I said 2019 was the year I want to take more risks, I was talking creatively yeah. for sure. I want to. Yeah, make, not jumping off a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yet. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to create content that, you know, I think when you're a YouTube creator, you kind of get into this mentality of like, I know what works on YouTube. I know what kind of title, I know what kind of subject. My mind would be like, okay, let me do something with the boy. Let me make it seem like a relationship. Let me make the thumbnail this. There's a formula that works to get people to click a video. For me, that feels very safe because it's a tried, true, and tested formula. I want to do things where the thumbnail might not be enticing, the title might not be enticing, but it's a piece of content that I feel is really risky in terms of putting it on that platform because it might not get any views and that's okay. Yeah. The content I've been putting out this year so far, I'm super proud of. Yeah. I'm probably the person that has watched them the most, <laughs> more than my fans. I love them so much. Yeah. And that's what I meant by taking more risks. I yeah. also meant taking more risks in terms of business. Mm. I lo- I think business is art. Mm. I am not trained formally in business. I have a psychology degree, like I said, so <laughs> take that for what you will. Yeah. But I own a business and I... I want to take more risks in terms, of the, in terms of the production company I have, you know, try to push stories that I know traditional Hollywood would be like, no, that's like, we're not putting that on screen. That's the type of story I want to nice. push to create. I like you know, it. I've gotten notes like a story about an immigrant girl from India is not relatable. I've gotten that note. I walk into rooms with old white men. Not that there's anything wrong with old white men, but I've walked into many rooms where I'm trying to tell a story and they're not understanding it. And so I want to take risks and still push those stories, even mm. though I know it's not the safe way to get a deal or have someone buy something. Like, I don't care. I want mm. to push those stories. And also in terms of like being edgy business, in terms of like requesting meetings with people that are like completely absurd. Yeah. You know, just a couple of days ago, I emailed my agency and I was like, I want a meeting with this person, make it happen. And then I just walked into this room with a gift for the person. I was like, you know who I am. You're going to know who I am now. And, you know, just kind of do those little risky, risky moves. I love those. Make waves. Why not? brilliant. Why not? I always believe if you can't give up before you try. And even once you try and there's a no, like figure it out. Absolutely. You know, just make it happen. (laughs) Absolutely. And I love that you're taking those risks because Mm -hmm. I think... I think everyone who watches those things eventually is going to benefit from them. Like anything that gets made will benefit right. from them. Exactly. And also just, I mean, I'm sure from your side, like what you were saying about you earlier, it's just more fun. Yeah. Right? Like to take more risks, to and keep it exciting, like, to be nervous. It also helps me hustle harder because yes. it, uh, one of the biggest risks was my production company. Yeah. I started it last year. It's only about nine months old, but a major financial investment. Like I'll be super real with you as someone, I'm super frugal. I'm very cheap. My, last, my, my sister knows she's like, I literally, I'm so cheap. 
But when I came to my company, I was like, I'm going to put so much money. I'm going to put so much resource into this. Yeah. And that's a huge risk. Yeah. But because of that, I'm like on my toes now being like, what are we going to do to make this work? We need to work really hard. And that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to, I don't know if you've heard about this thing called flow state. No. No. So when when I'm hearing you, Mm -hmm. it, it sounds like you enjoy flow state. And I think you've probably experienced it multiple times. So flow state is when your challenge matches your skill. So your challenge level matches your skill. So when your challenge is below your skill, mm-hmm. you get bored mm-hmm. because you're more skilled and your challenge is right, low. Right. And then when your challenge is above your skill, you get frustrated mm-hmm. because your challenge is so high and your skill level is low. Right. And so if you're constantly upping your skill and upping your challenge, you keep experiencing flow state, which is like where you feel like in the zone, right. moving, like mm-hmm. things are happening, like you have breakthrough moments, mm-hmm. right? And so when I'm hearing that you speak- That sounds so smart. That's, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> wow, yeah. That's where, did you, where did you get, where did the, the mindset of- hustle harder come from into your life? Like, where did that even come from? I think innately, it's because of my parents. You know, right. my parents are immigrants from India. My dad, the, the story my dad has told me many a time was <laughs> I came to Canada, had two jobs, worked the night shift. You know, my parents had to work so hard mm. to provide for me. And they did a fabulous job for me and my sister. We, have, we had a great upbringing because of that. So I think innately, I have that immigrant hustle in me. But I think otherwise, any job I've had growing up, and I, and I honestly don't even know why. Mm. My first job was fast food. And I remember even at that job, someone came up to me and they were like, You're, you like work really hard. I think I was like refilling the forks, like relentlessly. I was like, just refill the forks. And they were like, I keep hitting this mic. That's cool. They were like, cool. you're fired. Yeah. Um, it's just something about not, I, I feel like if I'm not being productive, I'm not taking advantage of everything I've been given. You mm. know what I mean? I don't want to waste all the resources and opportunities I've been given. I think that's where it comes from. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, not waste- I can't be in my house in LA in this wonderful life with these wonderful people around me and then be like, all right, we'll just chill. Like, no, like I need to do something with it or else what, what did I work hard for? And also then what did my parents work hard for? And then- why for what i yeah. need to no i need to yeah, give purpose. it yeah purpose you know purpose and meaning and mm-hmm. and and feeling. and i want my dog to have a better life <laughs> you know like honestly when i'm working really hard i'm like i want to work hard so that you can have whatever car you want and whatever house you want <laughs> and dog stuff is expensive yeah, in this exactly. place exactly like, i've looked I've oh seen, no 100 i've seen dog hotels oh like, no anytime i go to the dog store they're always trying to get me on that organic i'm like stop yeah. stop trying to make the raw food a thing fetch is not gonna be a thing stop <laughs> no it's just true no but really it's just because i want my dog to have a better life yeah yeah it's the most meaningful thing i think he can be whatever he wants when he yeah. grows up and i want him to know that so do i mm-hmm. am i gonna get to see scarborough today yeah. oh, no, <laughs> yes. for the- oh no he's not, he's not at the office oh, i didn't no, think no, he should no, be oh, there for the meditation because oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he'd be like okay. biting your yeah, leg yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> oh yeah i'd love to see him again yeah. he's super cute yeah i know yeah, that that story you put up recently of of uh, him taking all your pictures instead of you, yes, recreating, that yes, very yes. funny. That's what this, pod, this podcast is about. My dog, you should all follow yeah. him. <laughs> about the rock yes. and your dog. Yes, like, that's what exactly. This podcast is about. These are my priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to ask you about this because I think you've just been, even in this whole conversation, you've been super honest, mm-hmm. super reflective. What, what's been your biggest failure? Like, what's been the thing that? went wrong for you or or at least felt like it was going wrong for you? Um, bu- bu- if there bu- has bu- been, maybe there hasn't. I, I have two. I have a professional one and a personal one. I think my biggest failure professionally has been subscribing to a system 
and putting that above making art that I believe. I can honestly say that. When I first started making YouTube videos, I was very proud of everything and I enjoyed it. And then I got a lot of success and a lot of views and YouTube became even bigger. When I first started YouTube, I could name every creator and I was, I could say like, I know you, you, now there's so many creators, there's so much content. So I told myself that, no, you need to just do whatever it takes to make sure that the algorithm likes you and people watch your videos. So I was very much so writing a script very quickly and shooting a video. And I think professionally that was a failure because I think that my audience could probably see that. And I put quality above quantity. I mean, sorry, I put quantity above quality. And I think that was a professional fail for sure. Um, Personally, for sure, without a doubt, my biggest personal fail is that during this journey of Superwoman and, and this career, I have placed very little importance on my self-care for sure. Mm. And people would be shocked to know that because in my vlogs, I'm like very happy and I'm very energetic. And that's not a front. No, it's not. I, I am that way. But, you know, some days when I am down or tired, would I then feel obligated to like be that person? Yes. Would I place work over priorities with like relationships with friends? For sure. Um, I've been single for my whole life. So, (laughs) I mean, you know, so I think there was definitely moments where I convinced myself that the only success that matters is professional success. Whereas no, doing things that mean a lot to you personally, that is also success. Mm -hmm. And I had to redefine what success means to me because it did truly only mean professionalism until recently. And the best thing is that both of those things you're talking about, you're working on both of them. I am. Which I'm is actively amazing. working on them, yes. Yeah, and I had to really evaluate And you called them. them out to everyone. Like you've actually... Yeah. You know, every year what I do at the end of every year, not only for myself, but also I have a year in review video. So I'm forced to go through all of my achievements. And I noticed at the end of 2018, I had so many personal achievements I had made, but professionally it was like a little bit less than previous years. And I remember looking at the list and being like, oh, what a bad year. Like, I felt like I didn't have a successful year. Then I had to check myself and be like, um, actually, personally, you had the most successful year. You're just not defining success that way, you know, yeah. which was a huge issue. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anyone listening, make sure you define your own version mm-hmm. of success. You're 100%. And it's so easy to get carried away when things are working mm-hmm. when things are happening mm-hmm. and then just forget mm-hmm. what's important. Exactly. It's beautiful to see you do it. Thanks. It's amazing. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you better. You better. I want weekly yes, updates. No. I will. Don't worry. Anytime. I'm, you know what? Honestly, now that we're like good, good friends, I'm going to text you all the time. Like, Jay, I have this problem. Can you help me? <laughs> I'm always, yeah. Like, but I have to say, Jay is so sweet. When I went on my break, he sent me the most lovely text. And it wasn't even like proud of you, fluffy, fluffy. It was like substance and like a text from someone that genuinely thought about the text and cared about what they were saying. And I really felt that. I was like, this person is not just texting me for a connection or for a network or like because they think they have to. They actually care about what they're saying and they care about the outcome of this. And that's what Jay was. And truly, that was like blown away by that. So thank you. I, I thought a lot about that text. I know. Yeah. It was like so well formatted. It was spelled well. It was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that stuff. But no, yeah, I, was, I know, I know. No, I, know I just, exactly no, because I just, I really respected you for it. And on a genuine level, like I was just like, wow, like, I genuinely respected you for Thank it. And, you. I, and I was just like, I never wanted, I just, I didn't want to belittle what you had done. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I just, yeah, I just, it was from the heart. It was from the heart. And I, and and I, I can I, tell. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And that. I'm glad it felt that way. Yes, it did. That's always like my worst 
and that's one of the things I worry about. And I don't know how much you have, but I definitely worry about in this space. I'm like, when I reach out to someone, mm-hmm. I only reach out to people I really want to connect mm-hmm. with. And so the last thing I want them to do is get a wrong impression from right. me, that I'm reaching out to them from the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely have that as an insecurity, as a, as a questioning of like, I don't want them to feel that way. Right. And, but I also want them to know me for who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to like me because of the way I portrayed right, myself. Right, right, right. So, I yeah. hear that loud and clear and I think nothing but genuine, I see nothing yeah. but genuineness from you. Yeah, feelings mutual. Thanks. When we, when we collaborated together over Christmas, I had so much fun. So did I. And I was just like this, that was, that was, I was like, it was so nice because so many of people that I know back in mm-hmm. London and I went back for Christmas mm-hmm. and they were just like, oh, we saw the video, we did Lily and like, obviously they're huge fans of yours. And, and they were just like, what's she like? And I was like, she's amazing. You know, it was just so nice to be able to say that after having spent time with someone. I love that. I feel and, like the number one question people ask everyone else. That yeah. was like, what is she like in real life? And I kind of want people to like s- tell weird lies about me. <laughs> I, I kind of want someone to be like, she has a tail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or something <laughs> she like She has that. a tail. <laughs> like I really am into that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So next time I should yeah. do that. She I has a say tail. Say something weird. Say something weird. Yeah. Say something weird about me. Like she's she's not really Punjabi. Yeah. 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 Or like her hair is fake. Her hair is fake. Yeah, that'd yeah. be a good one. Yeah. yeah. What else? Tell me some more. Um, abducted. That abducted. Adopted. Yeah. 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 Um, you could say she's actually married to Scarborough. She's actually married to Scarborough. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. We can get pictures made yeah. too. Oh, we have them. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love that. Amazing. I love that. Awesome. We, uh, I want to ask you, I always ask this to my mm-hmm. guests because I, I think it's important. I want to talk, actually, no, before we do that, I want to talk about your production company. Do I want to talk about some of the ideas that you've been coming yes. up with. Because Polly, yes. who also was head part of, of introducing yes. us and head of development, of mm-hmm. course. But Polly's wonderful, by the she's way. She's great. She's, she's so sweet. So lovely. But yeah, I've, I've enjoyed all the time I've spent with her briefly too, but she's the head of development. Mm-hmm. She's told me about some of the cool ideas, whatever you can share. Yeah. I'd love to know. Like, I don't want to, yeah. No, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, we, I'll give you like the top line of a few things. Yeah. Um, we are working on a arranged marriage thriller. I love it. I'm when she exci- told me that, yeah. I was like. Which I'm very excited about because an arranged marriage, it's the perfect environment for just a lot of cool, freaky stuff to happen. 100%. And I feel like so often we see movies that are only one type of relationship, but Honestly, the percentage of arranged marriages in the world is very high. It's not only Indian people, it's many cultures across yeah. the world. So that's an example of like making stories that people can relate to and be like, oh, this is like another perspective yeah. we haven't seen. So I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, I love that. Um, we also are working on a few animated projects. So we're working on a kid's animation based off Unicorn Island, which right. is this fantastical world in my mind. And again, I want it to be very like female voices, diverse cast. It's going to be animated. So I might voice one of the, the characters. We'll see. Amazing. I'm excited about that. And I'll tell you about one more. We are working on um, a, it's another animation, adult animation. And it is about a feminist woman who agrees to get her parents to introduce her to a guy to get married. So she goes this very traditional route and she's in this environment where she's super feminist but has to like address all these like cultural things that are coming her way. And so she's kind of on on the edge of like what, what she should do. So it's super cool. That's nice. me trying to tell you it without telling you. No, no, I know, I know. And I know. then she does, but I can't say that. So it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the ideas. And I wanted yeah. you to share them just because I, I love how much you're A, injecting parts of your own mm-hmm. culture into the work mm-hmm. and looking at it through a completely different lens. Like when I first heard the idea of the arranged marriage thriller, mm-hmm. I was just like, that is so cool. Yeah, yeah, Like exactly. it's such a great idea. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I also, something I'm really passionate about, which I don't know what we want to do with this yet, but there's this really cool book called Once Upon a 
time, once upon a story that never happened. Uh, don't quote me on the title, mm. but essentially it's about, so it's, it's a kid's book. It's a kid's animated book. And it's about a princess trapped in a tower, but she doesn't want a prince to save her. She wants a princess to save her. Oh. And so I posted about this, of course, tons of backlash about yeah. this, but it's essentially a story that's not so, and why I think it's beautiful. It's not so about like, let's discuss sexuality and all. It's just a, princess trapped in a tower yeah. and she just describes a princess she wants to save her yeah. you know and it's really fun because the dwarf at the end is like yeah I get it well I live with like 12 guys so like I get it <laughs> so it's like a really fun story but I think those are the types of like risk taking boundary pushing stories I want to tell mm. because I think it's so important for people to grow up seeing people like them Yeah, you know I didn't grow up seeing things like that the only reference I have of people that looked like me was Bollywood movies. Yes, growing absolutely. Up. Yes, you know same, what I mean? And same. so I think it's important for people to, there's something really nice. And that's the one thing I like with, not the one thing, one of the main things I like with the entertainment industry is that they tell stories that make people feel like they're not alone. That's absolutely. the best way when you're watching a movie or reading a book and you're like, whoa, like there's this person that is like me. Like I suddenly feel a hundred times better about my life. I think that's the, the magic of story. Yeah. And so it just makes no sense and it's counterintuitive to me that so many people in power think they can decide which story should be told and not told. Absolutely. It just makes no sense to me yeah. because our job is to tell stories that relate to people. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And then it's not all, it's not just diversity, but it's representation, exactly. right? It's like that feeling of mm -hmm. representing, representing the reality of the world. Mm -hmm. it, it, that's exactly that's it. all it is, right? It's like, yeah. anytime I get a note about something, I'm like, this is what the world looks like. <laughs> yeah. Like we're no longer living this sheltered, like what you think. No, this is literally what the world looks like. And exactly. that's what should be represented on TV. 100%. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, absolutely. How much do you miss Toronto? I don't miss the weather okay. at all. Yeah. Uh, my mom, I FaceTimed her yesterday. She said it's minus 30 degrees oh. Celsius. Celsius. Mm -hmm. So it oh, yeah, is. You do Celsius. I do Celsius. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. So it's really, really cold. Wow. Um, obviously, you know, my friends and family are there. So I miss it a lot in terms of the, some of the stronger relationships I have. But if I'm really honest, I was too in my comfort zone in Toronto. Mm. Moving to LA was me stepping out of my comfort zone and really challenged me to get to the places I am at now. Amazing. You know, nice. I could have stayed in Toronto and I would have been a big fish in a small pond probably. And I hope I, I hope that doesn't come off the wrong way, but I really had to like thrust myself in a scenario where I was like, ah! oh, the day I moved to LA, I was freaking out yeah. I had like literally an anxiety attack and had to pull over on the side of the road truly because I moved here I didn't really know anyone I remember I went to Ralph's to buy <laughs> to buy like a, I don't know like a bottle of wine or something and then they didn't accept my Canadian ID and I was like what have I done <laughs> truly so like there was just so many things that I didn't know yeah. um and it was really really scary Whoa. and so now I always think about that like that's from Toronto to LA imagine India to Toronto, my parents, you know, I know. But it was very scary. And especially because like, as soon as I landed here, I was like auditions, meetings, all this. And I'm not from this world. Like I had to learn it all. I had to sit in meetings and nod and like, kind of like fake it till you make it mentality. And so it was a lot of that, you know? Yeah. You've been on such a steep learning curve. Uh, truly. Yeah. I've been in some situations where I'm like, I'm going to learn a lot of things very bad, very, yeah, very fast. Exactly. But you have, like, that's the incredible thing. Here that, and there. Yeah. Like, no, but you have, like, you've, you've learned how to set up a business. You've learned how to, even now, even just now, like, taking know, care of yourself. I, I don't know. My company always asks about, like, my employees joke around, like, do we have an HR department? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Do we have an no, HR I'm just saying, it's, yeah. no, I'm definitely learning and it's super stressful. I don't know if you can relate, but I can. when you're running a business, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah, whole thing. Sure. 
And there's so many times where I'm like, oh my God, I'm not equipped to do any of this th- stuff. And I think one of the lessons I've learned is the smartest thing you can do is be the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. So I make sure that when I hire people on my team, I'm like, you are all better than me at the thing you do, yeah. you know? So that makes me really smart because I chose you to be here. <laughs> so I can make sure I have really good lawyers. Because back in the day, my mentality was like, I will learn to edit very well. Yes. And I will learn how to do my taxes. Lie. I'll never learn. <laughs> yeah, but I will hire it. very smart people to do those things so that I'm the dumbest person in the room. 100%. You know? Yeah. Steve Jobs used to say, we don't hire smart people to tell them what to do. We hire smart people so they can tell us yes, what to do. Yes, exactly. And it's exactly. like, I, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. And, and I think everyone, should, when they can, mm-hmm. and when you have the ability as an entrepreneur to outsource the yes. areas yes. that you don't have an expertise in. Which was in, which was also a huge struggle for me because as a, as a creator online, yeah. people kind of guilt you to, for doing that. Totally. A big hurdle for me was when I, I had to like hide the fact that I had an editor for so long. Yeah. And I can openly, honestly say that. That I was like, no, I have to make it seem like I'm doing everything still. Because when I started, yes, I was doing everything. Of course. I was editing, I was shooting, I was writing. But then I got to a point where I could, and I was fortunate enough to outsource so that I could have more time to be more creative and do other things. 100%. But I was made to feel so guilty about that. You know, Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of creators relate to this idea of you have to put off this facade like you do everything, but you don't. No. Wouldn't you want, what I want for everyone else is for them to grow. And I, I genuinely believe people should want that for each other. You should want that for each other. I want you to grow to a place where you can have a team and, and and be mentally stable and good. And so I was like, it doesn't matter if people are mad that I have an editor. I have an editor because he's better than me. <laughs> yeah, at editing, exactly. You know? It used to take me 25 hours to edit a five minute video. Oh no, I 100%. Like, I, I, because I had, same with me, no film background, no media yeah. background. I had to teach myself. It was just so long and I did it for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And then That's when I could it. finally had it, I was so happy. It was like six years of me yeah. shooting my, all my videos That's myself, editing time. all myself. And they looked like trash. So yeah. everyone should be very happy that I don't do it anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you're like, Jay, I wish you asked me about this. I wish we talked about this because I'm happy to go there now. I, you were pretty thorough, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm happy to, as in if I miss stuff, I want to know. No, I don't think so. This is me telling you. You can tell me, I Jay. Appreciate that. No, I appreciate No, I definitely would, yeah. but I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. How fun was it designing your match? I wish <laughs> it was very fun to design. Um, see it everywhere. But I will say for someone that's as big as a control freak as me, I have this bad habit of wanting very nice things, but for very cheap. I have this thing in my heart and I swear to God, I'm not just saying this because it sounds good. I'm genuinely meaning this. I really don't want my merch to be expensive because I know what it feels like to be a young kid bugging your parents to buy you something and it being, Mm. and they're being like, shut up. You're not getting this sweater for $80. Get the (laughs) F out of here. So that's something I'm struggling with. I'm struggling with, I want my stuff to look really cool, but I don't want it to be expensive. Mm. That doesn't exist right now. I don't think that exists anywhere. So it's a lot of fun, but there's still a lot of work to be done in that regard. Because that's the hardest bit, right? When you buy something, and it was cheap, but then in the first wash, it goes bad or it bubbles yeah. up. And then it's like, then you have a bad taste mm-hmm. because of that. Because if I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, some things I do, some things I do because I like it. And also because it's like, this is a smart business opportunity. Yeah. That's not how I view merch. Yeah. I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of other revenue streams where for mm. merch, just like a fun thing for me to do. That's yeah. exciting. And I know for my fans, it's exciting as well. So it's not, it's truly not my priority to like make a lot of money off merch yeah you know yeah. if i'm really honest i'd rather make money off a tour where i can actually meet my fans yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. more sense to me sure it's not about it's not like a very big 
business financial endeavor that I'm trying to go on. And I know I'm going to say this, people are going to be like, shut the F up, you're trying to sell merch. <laughs> Take it for what you will, but I'm being super honest that the most frequent email I get is like, you're going to make zero dollars yeah. on your merch. Just want you to know that you're a horrible business person. <laughs> and I'm replying, I'm like, but it's so cute and I love it and my poor fans. Huh? Yeah. And then I also like send a lot of this stuff to like India and that's like literally sent something to India and it was like $900 to send there. And I was yeah. like, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know. I love it. And Lily did not pay me to ask for merch, just putting it in. No, uh, paid me to talk about merch, sorry. He did not. I, I asked, but I'll give you some later today. Yeah, I asked because I, I missed your pop-up when you had it here. I was traveling. Oh, so okay. that's why I asked because I knew it looked fun. Thank you. And and I was sad that I but missed that. But see, that's that, the so. thing. Like, I had a pop-up in LA and it was fun. But yeah. what I really want to do is like a pop-up in like India, mm. you know. But then again, my merch company's going to be like, oh, so are you going to pay for these 9 million boxes to go to India? Because we ain't going to pay for it. <laughs> so then I run into issues like that. See, this, yeah. is, this is why I need someone telling me what to do. I love it. No, but I, I think that's part of it. I genuinely think that part of it is going with your intuition, mm-hmm. doing what makes you happy, yeah. doing what's like meaningful to you. And like you said, like you're smart enough to know where you can take mm-hmm. risks and make mistakes and give Sometimes. More. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I love it. All right. So we end, we end every interview with mm-hmm. my final five, which are like my final fast five questions. Okay. It's like I'm a speed round type thing? Yeah, speed okay, round. Okay, cool. So one to three words maximum. One to three. Okay, cool. Right? Okay. Yeah. So what's the hardest thing about being Lily Singh? Balance. Nice. Second question. The best thing about being Lily Singh? Hair. <laughs> okay. Question number three. The worst advice you've ever received? Max three words? No, no, this can be longer. If you wanted to, you could be a diva. Ah, wow. Okay. Fourth, uh, fourth question. Best advice you've ever received? No one's going to take care of you like you can take care of you. That's three words. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, no, that can be longer. <laughs> that was That's the rock fine, just yeah. saying. And the fifth question, uh, one word to three words or a sentence, seeing as you're so good with words, uh, to, to describe how you feel right now. Peaceful. Let's need one word. You make, you have a peaceful energy. You make me feel at peace. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. And I feel like I'm in a safe space. That's why I feel peaceful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lily. Look at his voice. How could you not? You should do ASMR. Have you ever done it? You should do it. We should talk about this. Okay. We should talk about it. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, thank you for being so honest. Thank you for allowing me to be so honest. Just it's, it's amazing to see someone who's as successful as you are, as able as you are, as talented as you are to just hear you be. You know, and it's, it's amazing. Like I, I just, I love it. And I hope that you carry on doing it. And if I don't, can you text me and call me out on it? Cause that's what I really need. If you really want me to do it. Yeah, that, I really do. That I will. I really do. And I want you to do the same back for me, but, okay. but no, I, I want, I just, yeah, I'm so glad that we're building our friendship and yes, relationship. For and, sure. And I'm grateful that. More to, I will be, do whatever you need me to do. More of these, more of these, whatever. I had such a great time and I'm honored to be here speaking with you. Oh, thank you. I've got lots of ideas for us to do stuff. Yes, let's do so it. I'm into a, it. That's not going away. Okay, but, cool. but genuinely, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you for having me. I love, I love all the tips and lessons you gave today. I'm going to listen back to this for everyone watching and listening and share Lily's top three tips oh so that God. you get those thank as well. You. And any team super members that are here, make sure you support Jay in everything he does. He's a phenomenal human being, certified unicorn. I love that. Yes. Can I get a badge? Yes. Actually, yes, you can. I'll yeah. work on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Badges, certified unicorn. That's so, so good. cool. Sort of C, certified yeah. unicorn badge. Yeah. It's going on my to do list. Yeah, certified mm. unicorn badge. Certified. A little, like a little old school, a little old school, like yeah. 
Or like yeah. stitch it on, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It could look cool. Huh. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe a ring. Okay. <laughs> Write that down. We'll do that. <laughs> I love it. But thank you so thank much, you Lily. So You're much. amazing. You're an incredible, incredible guest and even better friend. Thanks. And uh, yeah, thank you. And all the best for 2019. I hope it's going to be a year of growth for you and your team. I hope it's going to be amazing for all of your audience who gets to be a part of your journey. I'm just sending you the best wishes, prayers, and vibes that are possibly Same can, to you. So. Thank you so thank much, Thank you Jay. so much. Thank and you. thanks to all of you. Bye. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening through to the end of that episode. I hope you're going to share this all across social media. Let people know that you're subscribed to On Purpose. Let me know. Post it. Tell me what a difference it's making in your life. I would love to see your thoughts. I can't wait for this incredibly conscious community we're creating of purposeful people. You're now a part of the tribe, a part of the squad. Thank you for being here. I can't wait to share the next episode with you.